everyone and welcome to another episode of Paddock Chat, a West Midlands Group original podcast created to keep local growers in the loop without having to leave the paddock. I'm Erin O'Brien and I am the Beef Industry Development Officer at the West Midlands Group. The information provided in this podcast is general in nature and may not be wholly appropriate for your purposes or situation. We recommend that you seek appropriate professional advice before implementing actions based on the information provided in this podcast. Hello and welcome to this fortnight's episode of the Paddy Chat Podcast. Today we're going to go through what's happening at the Springfield Day coming up on the 21st of September. As I do at most events, I'll introduce myself. For those that don't know me, my name's Nathan Craig and I am the Executive Officer of the West Midlands Group. What we'll do today is we'll take you on a bit of a walk through some of the key things on the agenda, uh, what to expect on the day, and if you live further away, what you're missing out on. So the format of the day, we'll start at 8.30 with registrations. We're looking to get going at 9am sharp. And that's because I promise we're going to finish at 4.30 sharp as well. The site's located at John and Emma Scottney's property, Warrialda, in the Badgingara area. The main trial site is off Northwest Road, coming out of either Badgingara or Mora, uh, and it's a corner of Northwest Road and Mungadar Road. You'll see the signs as you're going along. We have three sites as part of our Spring Field Day program this year. They're all located very close by, and we're going to have a bus running between them all. The main site where our marquee is, is where all our break crop trials are. And as you'd expect there, uh, there's things like the canola MVT and the lupin MVTs, along with a number of our other legume trials and pasture trials that we, we have on this year. The cereal site is a little bit down Mungadar Road, and that is where our cereal MVTs are, as well as our long season wheats and our oat and hay trials. And if we go down Mungadar Road a little bit further, we have our Bayer herbicide trial, where we have a nice little... Uh, ryegrass and radish nursery where we will be looking at some of the herbicide options there. With a lot on for the day and no no duplication in the program you're really going to have to choose carefully which uh, session you go to. There's cropping streams that you can follow if you just like cropping and there's also livestock streams that you can go through as well but if you've got a real mixed farming system as we do in the region You can also pick and choose between each of the sessions to really hit what you're specifically interested in. There'll be plenty of time during the day to be able to talk and chat with all of the fellow farmers and industry and plenty of time to get from one session to the other regardless of which session you're at and which site you're at. So really there's something there for everyone uh, whether you focused on cropping, focused on pastures, focused on livestock or all of that combined. So let's get down to a few of the things that are on for the day. Matt Willis from Bayer Crop Science will be presenting his work where he's been looking to optimise pre- and post-emergent herbicide strategies in wheat. I caught up with Matt last week at the Leiby Group Field Day just to ask him a little bit about what was on offer, what everyone could look forward to. And here's Matt now. G'day, it's Matt Willis here from Bayer Crop Science. Um, currently out talking to Nathan. We're at the Leiby Spring Field Day uh, on the 10th of September. Uh, Just looking ahead to the West Midlands Group Springfield Day in a couple of weeks' time. Um, Nathan's has asked me to talk about what I've got there, what we're showing. Uh, We're releasing, showing the new herbicide that Bayer's bringing to the market next year called Matino Complete, uh, which will be for grass and broadleaf controls in cereals. 
Uh, so we've got a trial um, just north of Dan Darrigan there at the main site. Um, we've got plenty of ryegrass there. We've got a little bit of radish through there as well. We're just going to talk through the, the Matano Complete, compare it with some uh, industry standards and just have a good look at uh, the ryegrass that's coming through. So it should be pretty good and I look forward to seeing you all there. We're just looking at a similar trial site here at the Levy site and throwing a few oddballs towards yes, you. Yes, so uh, we've, um, best thing about having the trial in multiple locations or across different conditions is you can pick up on a few different the, di- things that occur under different uh, scenarios. Obviously, diff- each season is different, each paddock is different. Um, so this site, we've had a bit of few challenges with trifluorin resistance and glyphosate resistance. And it's just interesting to see how that's translated to a difference in performance particularly of the EPE um, products. And then, uh, yeah, obviously with the trifluralin resistance, the TREF's not working too well, and that's putting more product, uh, pressure on the other products there. Um, and then, say, your EPEs, so coming out with a early post-emergent spray of either a box of gold or a prosulfur carb or a Matino Complete, uh, still reliant on an effective uh, pre-emergent product. And so, in this case, we've gone with trifluralin because we didn't realise there was trifluralin resistance here. Um, and it's meant that their control isn't as good as we would have hoped. So if we'd known this uh, through a, a resistance test, um, we probably would have come in front of it with either a triolate or a prosulfur carb to get that effective uh, pre-emergent product working ahead of the EPEs. Um, so you're just learning this from the site. Luckily, at the West Midland site, no, there is no resistance there, so everything's working as it should. Um, but it's, it's important to know this for decision-making um, in the paddock you know, once this product comes out. Uh, next year. So yeah, come along and, and Matt will be there on the day on the 21st of September. Yep, looking forward to it. So yeah, we're looking forward to chatting you all. The usual NVT suspects will be on site again this year. Just a quick side note, we're really lucky to have such a wide range of NVTs in our region and we do really thank both Living Farm for looking after the trial sites in our area and also GRDC for uh, making sure that we have trials available. So there'll be wheat, barley, oats, canola and lupin as we normally have and some of the people on hand to present to those will be Richard Devlin from Living Farm, Michael Hickey from New Seed and Dion Bennett from AGT. Tadera has been out for a few years now as a promising new pasture variety but one question we often hear about is what herbicides can I use both when I'm establishing the crop and in season as well to you know, make sure it doesn't become just infested with weeds. And that has been a challenge over the last few years. But Daniel Rial will be presenting his work that he's been doing in our region down at Bidger Abbey on some established Tadera. And he'll be presenting this in the main tent. We'll be taking advantage of a little bit of drone walk footage uh, that we took earlier on in the year. So here's Daniel to talk a little bit more about what he's got to present on the day. Yes, well, Tedera is a, a novel forage legume that we have been working for a few years, so I'm not sure if to call it novel anymore, but it's, it's a forage legume that we have been working. And it's, it's proven quite reliable to be able to extend the growing season. Uh, so you can graze it at the start of the growing season and you can graze it at the end of the growing season. So it's, it's really providing a, a, a unique uh, opportunity for, for farmers to use something different. Uh, we, we have been working with the agronomy package uh, that is uh, co-funded by MLA and DPER. And one of the most important things is to allow the data to grow in a wheat-free environment and treating it as a crop at the establishment phase and also later on for seed production or later on to be able to have it uh, wheat-free if, if you want to. So the herbicide research has turned from being one other topic to be one of the most important topics that, that we were developing in the agronomy package. 
so in in the field day with the West Midland Grower Group, we will be able to see the latest results in herbicide research uh, at, at establishment levels and in three-year-old pasture, Tedera pasture as well. So we have been fine-tuning the herbicides for many years and we are reaching the point that now we will have really good ones to, to use. But you'll have to come along to the spring field day to find out. So thank you. Thank you, Daniel, and we'll see you there on the day. Thank you very much. Also on the agenda is some of the work that West Midlands Group is continuing in evaluating new pasture mixes for the region. And this year we'll be looking at what mix is performing the best in terms of production, but we're going to be also looking below the ground and in the soil and see, well, what is it starting to affect the biology and how the soil is is responding to each of these different pasture mixes. Pauline Roberts, uh, our local Dandarigan vet, has recently expanded into this area of measuring soil biology and she's put a microscope across our trial site and we'll be there on the day to tell us a little bit about what she found. And as usual, we'll be also looking at pasture production and the quality during the day. Just a little side note and a bit of a spoiler alert, some of the pastures have grown three times the amount of production as, as others in the trial, so it's really worth having a look to see what they, you know, how they're performing. One of the big questions we often hear with pre-emergent herbicides is how long are they going to hang around in the soil and how long are they going to give us weed control for? And we don't generally have a lot of information about that until now. Mike Ashworth from the Australian Herbicide Resistance Initiative has been looking at this over a range of seasons and soil types in WA. This is particularly relevant because one of his trial sites was in the West Midlands region. So we can look at what happens in the West Midlands region versus the rest of the state. Here's Mike to tell us a little bit more about that. G'day, my name's Mike Ashworth. I'm with the Australian Herbicide Resistance Initiative and uh, in a couple of weeks we're going to be presenting one of our major flagship trials. Um, We're going to be looking at pre-emergent herbicide choice, time of sowing and also uh, crop competition or high levels of crop competition um, in controlling annual ryegrass and wheat. Um, we're using all, we've got all the main herb, pre-emergent herbicides within this trial. We've got uh, Trifluralin, Boxer Gold, Sakura, the new Matino, Luxamax, Overwatch, you name it. We've got it all in there. And what we've actually done over the last three years is we've gone through and we've actually modelled the degradation of those herbicides or the amount of bio, amount of availability of those herbicides um, within that farming system. And what we found out is that they actually There's a marked difference in the way that they actually operate in those soils and that directly correlates to the amount of uh, ryegrass seed production we're getting at the end of the season. So we're going to be able to present all that and uh, hopefully you guys will get an awful lot out of this trial. So see you then. Some of that trial data is based on work that was done in Dandarigan as well over the last Mm. two years. Yes. So um, basically, we actually had one of the sites just over the road um, in Dandarigan and uh, um, being a light soil type, a a low clay content soil um, with high rainfall, we actually found some interesting results, especially with a a highly mobile herbicide such as Luxamax uh, that disappeared relatively quickly out of the profile and Trifluralin dissipated uh, relatively quickly because it didn't have that clay content to hold it back from obviously volatilizing out of the soil. But um, products like Overwatch, Patino, Sakura, they really did show that they could stick around and they really did show, especially when we dry sowed, an awfully uh, good uh, reduction in in, uh, ryegrass seed production. 
But when we sewed, when we got a knockdown before for the, with the second time of sewing, and we definitely did use a, a damn good knockdown, we found that the requirement for herbicide choice was far uh, more limited um, and it wasn't as much of an issue. So, yeah, we'll be able to explore that heavily. Yep, so a really good opportunity for members to be able to have a look at some of the common herbicides, pre-emergent herbicides that are being used and how they actually perform in our own region. So mm. And discuss forward. which is the best one for the situation. So I look forward to hearing from Mike at the Springfield Day. Thanks, guys. The keynote address for the day will be given by Seth McConnell, who is a Soil and Land Commissioner and has been overseeing the development of the new soil health strategy that will roll out in in the future across most of WA. So the West Midlands Group has been involved in the consultation process for this strategy. One of the things I'm really keen to hear about, how can help guide us to achieve better soil health outcomes across our region. So as I've said, there's plenty on the agenda for the day and something for everyone. So there are some of the key key topics that we're looking at on the day, but there's a heap of other stuff. We're going to have Mark Seymour there to present about the herbicide tolerance of break crops. I've got a huge site there where they're looking at screening a lot of these common crops like Tadera, chickpea, lentil, fava beans, the ones we don't know a lot about, as well as lupin. There's also some blue lupins in there that are being tried to be controlled, plus a whole heap of other crops. And it's really, it's a huge site and there's lots going on and it should be really good to see. We've also got a vetch variety trial there. There's a lot of new varieties. Uh, a lot of them aren't named yet, they're that new, but really testing them to see how well they're doing in our region. Boiler alert though, they're all cranking along at the moment. They look really good, but some are actually better than others still. So, you know, check those out. In terms of soil amelioration, it's always on our agenda. We'll be kind of covering some of our work on winter amelioration strategies that help to lower the potential for wind erosion. And we'll be talking about some of the grower experiences there. We'll also be looking at some of the crop nutrition following amelioration. We'll also dive a little bit deeper into cattle production with our West Midlands Group Beef Officer, Erin O'Brien. And as usual, we have our Rabobank Sundowner at the end of the day. So that is a quick snapshot of everything that's happening at the Springfield Day site for 2021. We'll see you next Tuesday morning. That brings us to the end of today's episode. The best way to receive our updates and stay in the loop with the latest in local research and results is by becoming a West Midlands Group member. Our members are an essential part of why we do what we do and we pride ourselves on ensuring members like you receive relevant, innovative information. You'll save hours of your valuable time with easy access to the most relevant and up-to-date information you really need. Our membership gets you early access to our workshops, free or discounted entry for up to three farm business members to our major events, exclusive access to our member-only publications like our technical newsletter, the West Midlands Group Quarterly. For more info, visit our website where you can sign up anytime. I'd like to thank our sponsors and members, without whom this would not be possible. See you next time for some more Paddock Chat. Local knowledge from a paddock near you.